podcast that you're about to hear contains acts of sex and violence. The hosts do not claim to be experts on the subjects that they present. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Brutal Nation, a podcast series dedicated to lesser-known serial killers and acts of crime. I'm your host, Scott Alexander, and right across from me is Tammy Underwood. How's it going, Tam Tam? You know, it's, it's going good today. Good. Going good today. Good, good. All right, so I got a guy by the name of Bobby Joe Long. No, is that J O or J O E? J O E. Okay, because I I needed it for my records. His his middle name isn't like Jolene, Jolene, or anything like that. I mean, the reason why I asked that is because I have a friend whose sister's name is Bobby Joe. Is it short for Jolene? I don't think so. I think it's just Bobby Joe. Was somebody begging her not to take her man? Asking for a friend. I'm sure that's why. <laughs> Go away. All right, here's my opening thought for this one. <clears throat> Hi, ladies and gents. So before we start, let me ask you a question. How many of you use an online dating app? Tinder, Plenty of Fish, or Grinder? Or what about... Uh, <laughs> or are more of you an old school kind of person using one of the many sites that you can use to post single ads... And find uh, what you're looking for, such as Craigslist. Speaking of Craigslist, how about those of you who are looking for something for sale? I'm guilty. Mm. Of, I'm, gu- I'm guilty of going down that road myself, looking for items for sale, such as guitars. I'm huge on guitars. And you music you kind of are. <laughs> I see you scrolling the one ads. I do well, and that's you know looking for victims. Um, <laughs> Dude, I never gave gave it great thought until now. Have you ever stopped to think that the person who posted that ad or applies to yours could be a rapist or a killer? Do they just want a rendezvous, some sexcapades, sell a guitar, car, table, or do they want you to be their next victim? I'm not limiting this to men who prey on women. Oh, no. I'm sure there are women, too, out there who also prey on men. Let's not forget... Uh, Aileen Wornos, who oh, preyed yeah. upon men looking for prostitutes. No, this isn't about her, but she shares a similarity with Mr. Long. Let's get to good old Bobby Joe. <laughs> Long was born on October 14, 1953, hmm? in Kenova, West Virginia. Oh, okay. Along with the other members of his family, he suffered from a disorder, which was that he had an extra X chromosome. This caused him to grow breasts because his body produced large amounts of estrogen. I've heard that happen to Mm -hmm. several guys, yes. So, he had surgery and six pounds of excess tissue was removed, but still, there was some gender confusion that remained. Okay. To add to that, he shared a bed with his mother until he was around 13 years old. Mm. His mother worked at a bar and would often uh, wore slutty clothes and brought men home for the night. And she shared a bed with her son, so she was doing this in the bed with her son. Well, I can assume that he's out of the room, but we don't know. Okay. Because it says, although his mother denies that Bobby watched her have sex with these men, I'm thinking it would be hard to conceal the act since it's a one-bedroom apartment and they shared a bed. 
Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little on the hard side, you know. We're talking in the 50s and shit. So. Yeah. Along with the family's medical issues, Long, suffer- Long suffered several head injuries as a child. He was knocked unconscious at the, at the age of five by an old swing, fell off a horse and hit his head, crashed his bike and hit his head on a parked car. Just to name a few things that happened to him. So there's wow. a lot of head injuries and shit like that. Yeah. So when Long was 13 years old, he met the girl that he would later marry. And her name was Cynthia, Cynthia Bartlett. At the, to- at the same time, he'd stop sharing a bed with his mom. Well, I'd hope so. You would think, right? Mommy dearest. No, <laughs> you don't. There were numerous accounts saying that Bobby was controlled by Cynthia. At the same time, his mother was also controlling him. Instead of being at odds, they worked together to control him. Wow. Team up, right? Yeah. <laughs> so Bobby goes and he enlisted in the Army uh, before he was married. And six months later, he was in a motorcycle accident, which shattered his helmet. Once again, another black you know, another head, injury. head injury. I read blacktop, and that's why. I, yeah, anyway. you want Whatever, dude. Because he hit his head on the blacktop is what I was going to read, but then my brain got confused. Maybe I have a head injury. <laughs> That's what we'll blame it on. So while he was healing in the hospital, he was, he was prone to blinding headaches, fits of anger and rage. And a few found a new sexual, a, a newfound uh, fascination with sex. See, and I've he- actually heard that happening. Right. Head injuries do. Cause no, yeah. Even today in 2021, we don't quite know what the brain well, does we'll see so and no, much, not you know? just that is i had seen an article written or saw a documentary on this guy who had a nail gun shoot through his head and when they went to go room he was not just, the whole gun just the no nail, right? just the nail from okay, the nail gun shoot through his so head nobody shot a whole nail gun no through his skull. i know i kind of realized what i had said okay. and then you corrected me so thank you for that anyways um this document, and he had been described as this calm, easygoing person. And then after they removed the nail from his head, he he was prone to fits of anger all the time, mm. for no reason. He'd just be like, all of a sudden, go off the handle. So I've heard of that happening. Because you didn't want to get nailed in the first place. <laughs> Thank so, you, Scott. You're welcome. He took to masturbating about five times a day, and kept doing it even when he got home, even though he had sex with his wife twice a day. So, oh, shit. Yo, Bobby, man, he's knocking some boots. Dude, he, he's kind of randy. No kidding, man. He can't keep his hands off himself and off his wife, man. He's just banging away. Yeah. I bet you Cynthia was wore out. It sounds like a nymphomaniac almost. A little bit, at yeah. At that point. But, sadly, Cynthia filed for divorce in 1980, and Bobby Joe moved in with his uh, female friend, and her name was Sharon Richards. Okay. Well, Sharon would later accuse him of raping her and beating her up. Um, got to call her. Sorry, uh, that was the beginning of the six act, sick acts that would uh, follow. Okay. In 1983, Bobby Joe was convicted of sending a 12-year-old girl sexually explicit pictures and equal and equally sex-infused letters. And what year was that? That was in '83. Oh, okay. That got him a short stint in jail. And. It didn't say anything about an ass whooping because if it was my daughter, I would have been whooping some ass. I know, and that's before cell phones, so that had been straight through the mail. Yeah, that was mail, man. That's no that mail. was Polaroid shit. I mean, it, I never could understand sending that stuff to the mail because, like, 
I have a hard time remembering what I did yesterday. I can't imagine <laughs> yeah. having a sexual fantasy. Oh, about a 12-year-old girl in general, but, you know, then waiting for days and days and days to get anything back. <laughs> yeah, that makes no sense, but whatever. <laughs> this was... Where did I go? Okay, this guy was... This was in the middle of him raping women, though. It is said that he raped over 50 women and is known... Uh, Oh, by the moniker. God, I can't even read today. The classified rapist. Oh. Because he would look at classified ads for items that were for sale, as well as uh, signs in people's yards and, and on houses that would say, hey, right. this is for sale. That's why I asked about the personal ads. No, yeah, no, I, I, I get where you're going with this. So I'm just waiting for a minute. Right. That's how he selected his victims. Okay, all right. Yeah. Beginning in 1980 uh, through 1983, Long terrorized the Florida community of Miami, Ocala, and Fort Lauderdale as a classified rapist, preying on housewives in the and midday attacks, dropping by by where their husbands were working. Long typically produced a knife, bound his victims, raped them violently, and robbed their homes before he fled. Okay. Convicted of rape. In November of 1981, Long was cleared on appeal through the discovery of a witness saying that the victims consented, the attacks continued, and would soon escalate. Okay, so he was, it was overturned on appeal? Yeah. Because somebody said that the victim had consented? Yeah, correct. Okay. I was trying to make sure I followed along. I'm trying to follow along with my own goddamn writing. Yeah, and you typed this up. I did. Wish I could say as much shitty handwriting, but no. But no. This is my own thought. Oh, you have those. Yeah, because I actually highlighted this one. I should say, you have a thought. It happens occasionally <laughs> when I'm not masturbating. <laughs> Five times a day. I was going to say something earlier, but I didn't. <laughs> I held back. But when is sex not enough? What happens to a person when they need more than just raping? Do you become a god in your own mind? Is This is what I wonder when I'm reading about job, Bobby Joe Long. Yeah. Unlike the 50 women that raped by Long, his murder victims were selected from the ranks of the women that he considered to be whores and tramps. Okay. Prostitutes, in case yeah. you don't know. I kind of gathered that. Thank you. Okay. You catch it on? I'm catching on. All right. That's pretty good. I'm a little quicker than the average bear. (laughs) Or average Sasquatch. (laughs) He hunted prostitutes and other women that he saw as filthy. Between May and November of 1984, he strangled, stabbed, and shot at least nine victims. There was a tenth victim that the police suspected him of killing, but they couldn't prove it. Okay. In November, he took a 17-year-old girl by the name of Lisa McVeigh um, off the street and raped her. He spared her life when she described the acts of incest by her father, though. Wow. By releasing the victim, capable of describing him in his car, Long kind of, he, he sealed his own fate. Yeah, sounds like it. Yeah. The police were too slow, though, to save him from his last victim, and her name was Kim Swan. Uh... She was murdered two days later in a final frenzy. Wow. 
Arrested on November 17, 1984, Long was charged with nine counts of first-degree murder, plus felony counts of abduction, rape, and sexual assault. Okay. On a, that, that was on a surviving victim of uh, McVeigh. Okay. Convicted at his trial uh, in early 1985, he was sentenced to die. Okay. In April of 1985, Long was uh, convicted of first-degree murder in Virginia as well. Or, I'm sorry, in the Virginia Johnson case. Okay. And was sentenced to death as well. So that's two death sentences. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Later that year, Long pled guilty to eight Hillsborough County murders. Wow. Wick's body, one of his victims, was never found until several days after Long's arrest. And because Long was had not pled guilty to the murders, uh, murdering Wick, until Long after submitting to his original confession. Oh, okay. Uh, he was never formally charged with her murder. Oh, wow. Wow. So that's how many total? I kind, kind of lost count. It was a total of 10. That oh, was okay. a little brief breakdown of it. So this one's going to be a little shorter than normal because... I don't know what happened to the rest of my notes in this file. Hit the save button, folks. That's what it is. Control S, Scott. Control S. Yeah, I know. Technology. I'm, yeah. Long was executed by lethal injection on May 23rd of 2019. So just before the pandemic. Well, no. I, was he part of those ones that they had to rush through because of the expiration date down in the South? I have no idea. I didn't say anything about oh. that. But get this. The execution was witnessed by McVeigh, his surviving victim. The oh, good he for let her. Go. She sat in the front row and, quote, she said, I wanted to be the first person he saw, end quote. And probably the last. Oh, yeah. So let's talk about it. Okay, this, I've been waiting for you to bring this one up. Only because I just watched an episode of Evil Lives Here. It's a docu-series. Yeah, I think you told me something about yeah. that. And according to that series, the wife that you mentioned who was controlling right. said that he was the controlling one. Controlling people always say that, though. I know. Like, See, seriously. when you brought it up, I was like, that's not the story I heard. Well, seriously, you know, especially women. Yeah, here comes my sexism again. because I'm saying something about women. Oftentimes, uh, women can be extremely controlling when you bring it to their attention. Or, uh, and I guess anybody, though, when you bring it to their attention, I'm not controlling. How could you say that? You're free to do whatever you want. But there's different ways of controlling. There's aggressive ways of doing it. There's controlling by guilt. There's all kinds mm -hmm. of ways to do it. But people tend to justify their actions. Yeah, because she had mentioned in that docuseries that... Um she had noticed how he would be reading the paper and then all of a sudden jump up and say, I got to go. And it was like, and she didn't realize until later what he was doing. Well, that makes sense. But keep in mind, he had that major head injury, so his personality changed. Yeah, see, um, and there's, that's there's what I keep going, going back that. to is, you know, when your personality changes that much, why weren't they more proactive in getting him some help yeah that's kind of what i was i didn't see anywhere where he was even seeking help though yeah but whether he seeks it or not your family would 
you would think, I would think, because I know mine would be proactive in trying to get me that help. But this is back in the 80s, too. No, that's true. You know, yeah. so, yeah, I think in the, even in the 80s, even though we're not too far out of the 80s, we're only in 2021, the family dynamic was different. Right, The that's view true. of going to see a therapist was different. Way different. I mean, the resources were different still Way back then. different. Yeah. So we don't know really what the dynamic was for him to have the ability to even get help. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I guess I got to look at that. And I actually feel bad for the hookers. Yeah. Well, and, and let me let me explain why pe- before people sit there and go, oh my God, he just wants he wants hookers. No, that's not it, jackass. Um, well, they're human too. I don't care what well, the profession exactly. Is. That's the job that they chose. They're out there trying to make a living. Yeah. That's the bottom line of it. At the end of the day, they're still people. It doesn't matter if they hook or what. Yeah. They're still people. I mean, how would you like it if you were a construction worker and somebody said, "Oh, they're just construction workers. Mow them down." Well, exactly. You know. I, I don't care what they choose to do for their profession. They are human. They deserve to live. I agree 100%. So, no. I mean, that's what gets me. Because, you know, I brought it up before, too. But even law enforcement considers them, quote, unquote, undesirables. And I don't think that's right. You know? Uh, neither do I. Neither yeah. do I, you know? <laughs> even as much as I hate the human race. No. <laughs> you know, I, I just don't like people in general. Because I think a lot of people are idiots. And they show it. Um, but my whole thing is, is nobody deserves to be killed. You know, I think, no, I think there are some people that deserve to be killed. Well, you know what I mean? Just normal people going through their normal daily shit. You know, you're, you're a hooker. You're going out there. You know, you're, you're basically you're, you're participating in the world's oldest job. Yeah, pretty much. It's the world being a hooker. Prostitution has been around since the dawn of time. Pretty much, yeah. You know, and matter of fact, even penguins have hookers. Oh, I watched a penguin documentary. Like, seriously. Like, they... they, they, they okay. No. Oh, I can't speak. Uh, <laughs> other penguins can bring certain penguins, the, like stones. That's how they impress other penguins. Right. That is their that is their mating. That's their mating thing, right? Yes. Well, there's some penguins that collect stones, apparently. And if you bring them enough stones, you get a little penguin loving. Can we be okay over there? So there's penguin prostitutes? There are penguin hookers. <laughs> you know, first of all, I'm not shocked that you would know this, your infatuation with penguins. Well, let, let me throw in, they weren't wearing like fishnet stockings. and. Okay, you know, well, that's good. They weren't like hanging over a, a rock or anything going, hey, penguin sailor. <laughs> Looking for a date? Yeah, anything like that. <laughs> I just I found that interesting because I watched way too, like, too you much way, weird shit. Not just weird shit, but yeah. yeah. No. I mean, I guess, I don't know, it's just... I don't know. I and you do have to bring it up and and I and I concede to your point that, you know, it was an era when, you know, mental health wasn't really acknowledged and shit like that. But at the same time, I'm just really stuck on the fact that it was it's almost obvious that that's when it happened. That but, that was the catalyst hold right on. there. Hold on. I'm going to pose the question nature or nurture. I believe it was nature. I believe it could be both, and let me tell you why. I think it okay, was okay. Tell me why it was. I think that this was something that was sitting in his mind, and because of the head injuries, it just helped it even more, gave it a little push. That could be okay. You're okay. I'm well. I'm you're, trying to wrap my mind around it. You're sleeping in a bed with your dad. 
Until I'm 13, Until 14 you're years old. 13 years old. Yeah. And your dad brings home chicks. My nightly. dad's quite promiscuous. Yes. Yeah. And he's banging chicks. Now, he's not going to come right out and say, oh, yeah, man, my daughter's in bed with me all the time. I, you know, brought this girl Linda home and banged her right in front. He's not going to say that. He's like, no, uh, she never watched me have yeah. sex with these women. Well, obviously, Bobby Joe Long's mom isn't going to say, oh, yeah, no, he was sleeping on the floor and, you know. And I yeah, was, he was, I was in the late. bed right next to us. And yeah, yeah it's this is true. So I think that could be part of it. So that would be an unhealthy association with sex. Right. Yeah. OK, I, I get that. Um, I get that. You know, uh, part of it that I read on him said something that he identified some of them as being like his mother. So that's the filthy okay. part of it. Um, you have that. And if. If you're not respectful enough of your kid to not have sex, like not expose them to it. Right. What kind of life did he really have? I mean, because we've all had these stories, especially if we are parents or, you know, children of parents. We've all had the stories where we have actually walked in on our parents having sex or our children have walked in on us. That is natural life. Sadly. Yeah, because... My, when I walked in and saw my mom and stepdad to this day, I'm traumatized. Yeah, I'm just Still saying. Freaking nightmares it is, about it's that natural. Shit. It happens. It's part of life. But to be exposed to it continuously right. on a daily, if not week, you know, weekly, daily basis <laughs> is not healthy. And that's where I'm getting at is behavioral conditioning. Right. Exactly. You know, cause, okay. Um, you're, you're at a babysitter's house and... Somebody touches you inappropriately one time. Right. I'm fairly sure that's not going to form your entire life. No. But let's take that a step further because we're talking behavioral conditioning. Right. You go to this babysitter all the time and the babysitter's brother touches you daily over a period of uh, a long period of time. And grooms you. Like it's extra nice to you. Exactly. It gives you these things. And this is our little secret because of our relationship. Right. Together. Well, however the dude yeah. does it. No, I know. Um, I know what you're saying. That is going to cause your mind to develop in a different way. True. True. Of what's acceptable, what's not acceptable. True. And that may have been what happened with Bobby Joe. That could have been. Could you have know, been totally. It could have been something like that. But even you're thinking of one bedroom apartment. And you know your mom is bringing guys in there. He, okay, let's say for argument's sake that she says, "Okay, dude, you need to hang out in the, the living room. in the living room for the night." Yeah, go sleep on the couch, watch TV. Kids aren't stupid, man. They're gonna no, know they're, you're knocking they're not. boots, and it's not just with. I can understand if it was like she had one boyfriend and that was it, but she's bringing home multiple guys. Yeah. Hey, Bobby, look at your uncle Tim. So now you got to kind of consider that Bobby Joe has friends. Yes. And I've brought this up on other episodes. So you see how society around you is operating. Right. You know that like like Dave's parents, you know, they're divorced, but maybe Dave's mom, she has one boyfriend. Yeah. You know? And her and Dave don't share a room. Yeah. Her and Dave aren't sharing a room in a bed. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's inappropriate. Yeah. Very inappropriate. Well, yeah. And I mean, and I know some people disagree with this whole aspect of it, too. But with my son, once he got to be a certain age, I refuse to, like, even kiss him on the lips anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah, duh. 
Well, no, but some people like that's weird. He's your son. I said, no, it's not appropriate anymore. Well, no, and I I agree. It's, yeah, there's a lot of things that are appropriate that we do with children that are inappropriate as they grow older. Yeah, older. like like my son. I've pulled him into the shower with me when he was a uh, you know a youngin. Oh yeah, my son many too. A time because it's just quicker. Be, oh yeah, way he, quicker. He would make he would flood a bathroom. I swear to God, you could put one <laughs> drop of water in a tub, and he would turn it into eighty gallons. <laughs> it was like a flood. You no, could, I believe you because my son used to there. take like three baths a day. So it's just a lot easier to look at him. And, Dude, you ready for a shower? Okay, let's go. And you put him in there, wash him up real quick. Give him a boot out. Get the fuck out of here. Go put your goddamn pajamas on. Yeah. Pretty easy. I'm going to finish up. Yeah. My son's 18 now. I'm not pulling him in the goddamn shower with me. Are you ready to take a shower? And First wash of all, you guys ass. both wouldn't fit in there, but okay. Oh, you're a dick. <laughs> Why are you always such a dick? <laughs> Why are you a dick to me? Oh, I am sweet. Don't <laughs> let her fool you. I am very, Anyways, very nice, no, kind, but and sweet. No, I, and that's true. That is totally true, what you're saying. You know, and, you know, because... I don't know. It's really weird. Well, the eighteen-year-old thing is is way far, right? Stretched. But so still, we're talking between like you wouldn't the time have done it when he was thirteen. I would have done it when he was fucking. I would say probably any oh, fuck after four, maybe yeah. Three? You know, probably three, three, four. There's no way I'm pulling him in there with yeah. me, yeah, because that's when it's very, 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 very inappropriate. Yeah, there's. I mean, and I think. I mean, there was a time when I lived in a duplex with my son and some other people. You know, I had a roommate. I had a couple roommates and everything. And my son and I shared a bed, but he wasn't even five yet. Okay, that's different. Yeah. I mean, but other than that, you know, when we moved back home, we never shared a bed. Unless, you know, he was scared or whatever, crawled into my bed. Every once in a while he would. Right. You know, and to this day, it's like only if I can't get a two-bed motel room. You know, if it's like the last room there is and it's only one bed, it's like, okay, well, I guess I'll share it with you. But, you know, we draw the line. Right. No, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, you know, so I think that may have formed his need to kill and rape. Yeah, maybe to rape. Maybe to kill too. I'm thinking that he was looking for that catharsis. the 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 raping part, I think, has a the deck the definite sexual connotation to it because he's he's jerking off five times a fucking day. All right, look. Yeah, I've been known to masturbate a lot. I have a high sex drive. I'm not jerking off five times a day and then banging away. But that would that would like wouldn't that? Okay, I'm not a guy. Let me clarify this. That often, plus having sex twice a day. That's what I was going to add. I don't know, there was wouldn't a, that cause discomfort on some level? That's what I was thinking, man, because... Like like rawness and tenderness and... You know what I mean? I was going to bring that up, too, because... Uh, that's where... That's what... I mean, because, like I said, I'm not a guy. I don't know. I was with a chick who really was an nymphomaniac. Right. And any guy who says that they want one is a freaking liar. Right. And, uh... So, That's because they don't know. Oh, yeah. You don't know. You, if, if a chick tells you that, run. No, nah, I'm not even joking. This is a public service announcement. Fucking run. You don't want one. So we spent a couple of days together in, uh, uh, where the hell was I? I was, on, I was in Chicago. Uh, and uh, let me tell you, man, after the first day, day and a half, I got into that shower I shower all the time, 
Yes. But you that do. hot Thank water God. hit my pecker. And it hurt, huh? Beyond belief. And we were spending time together in Chicago because she was a, an intern as a physicist. Okay. So I was so happy when she got, when she went to work. Oh my God, you have no idea. So like, oh, thank God, she's not going to touch my pee pee. <laughs> that shit hurts. I can't imagine masturbating five times a day and then looking at you know, and then my, having sex twice a day. Yeah, and then looking at my old lady going, "Hey, honey, let's bang away at it." Fuck! What a trooper. Damn. Well, and then considering, I mean, because I'm a woman, twice a day, every day is a lot. A lot, a lot. Well, yeah, because... A lot, a lot. You, you, in women, you, I think you'd be breaking down all the natural things that protect your badge. You know, yeah, I mean, at some point, the natural like lubrication is drying up. Exactly, it's like a fucking desert down there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, tumbleweeds and not everything. to be disgusting and vulgar or anything, but that's true. And your tumbleweeds going through your vagina, <laughs> like an old ghost town. <laughs> this used to be the bar, the saloon. <laughs> that is not how it works, but okay. <laughs> Whatever, horse corral. <laughs> Anyways, my whole point is. Hey, it, look, I got to make jokes with this. You want to know why? Because you have sprung some really deep ones on me this week. Yes, this week. I did. That so, Austin Sig from that's Wednesday. That's what I was thinking. It was Austin Sig, and you yeah. know what? So if I can laugh through a couple of these, that's exactly what I'm going to yeah, do. Yeah, because he's still. I mean, I still get nauseous whenever I think of him. Oh, me too. Yeah, that's exactly why I, you know, texted yeah. my daughter. No. Yeah, exactly. No, but I mean, so, I mean, I think you actually might be right. I mean, I look, because I was like, no, it had to have been the catalyst was the head injury. But when you're exposed to that kind of unhealthy sexual stimulation. Plus your mom's dressing like a whore all the time. Yes. You know, and I'm not saying that dressing provocatively is a bad thing. No. But you got to look at it like this. I think that added to the catalyst right. of the whole thing. Well, it almost sounds like a variation of the Madonna whore complex, too. Yeah. That yeah. whores were bad. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So you got mom who's bringing... And it never said anything that she was an actual prostitute. That she, she worked at a bar. So I don't know if she was a bar waitress or a but bartender. Even bar, well, bartenders... A pole dancer. <laughs> Female bartenders do tend to dress provocatively because it brings in bigger tips. Just a tip. But, and I, I totally dig that. I understand that. Yeah. But, you know, it, it didn't specify what she was. And like I said, I bring it back to his home life. How was he programmed by his mom? Yeah. I mean, I, I see what you're, I do see what you're saying. But I don't know, man. I'm just stuck on the fact that it was like all the signs were there. You know how they say, oh, I didn't see it coming? Oh, yeah. As you're talking, I saw it coming. Oh, hell yeah. All the signs are there. You know, I mean, every last, it was a neon fucking sign. You can have, you, you can be mentally diminished and see all the signs. Yeah. Like, you know, hey, you're sharing a bed with your mom and you're 13 years old? That's a little odd. That's a little odd. And then you get into a relationship with a controlling woman who... Works with your mother to diminish to like demean you, and on top of that, having that extra X chromosome, so you're producing all of this estrogen because that's what I was saving for this part right here for the end part. Um, is you're you're producing all this estrogen, so with estrogen comes, I would think, woman feelings, right? That's got it. You have to be feeling yeah. off. Well, you're, and yeah, and you're, then you're coming into puberty, 
Right. You knew that you had tits. They were removed. Which that goes to say he was probably bullied. Maybe. I didn't see anything about bullying. No, but you know but as well as I been. do that. Okay. Tell me, for instance, when you were in school. If you had, if you knew a guy that in school and you're in gym class and you're getting, you know, getting undressed to take showers and shit and change for gym, you saw some guy with some abnormally lodged mammary glands. Tell me, you wouldn't make fun of him. I wouldn't. That's just me, though, and I'm I'm not that kind of an asshole. No, seriously, that that he's he's deformed. He's got issues. I'm not gonna make his shit any worse. That's okay. I I can give you that, but not all kids are like that. But I'm thinking that Bobby Joe may have even been slightly gender confused. He could have been. Because, um, okay, so I think I've talked about her before. I had a bass player named Terry. Yes. And she was transgender. Oh, right. she still is transgender. She didn't like say, hey, I'm not anymore. No. But um, but you're, she's not your bass player anymore. She's not my bass player anymore. Yeah. But um, she took estrogen. Okay. Which, going through all the change mm-hmm. and everything. You still have to, you know, take estrogen, just like women who want to become a guy have to take testosterone. testosterone, and they have to take it for the rest of their lives. So I'm thinking, here's this, and and one thing that that stood out to me with Terry was she said that, like when she began this whole transition thing, she wasn't attracted to guys. Okay. But as she used the estrogen more and more, she found guys more and more appealing. Okay. And last I checked, she's, like, with a chick and lives somewhere else. But, uh, you know, so maybe, so you're looking down at your junk. And you go, okay, I have a penis. Okay. But maybe, maybe I'm feeling more like a woman because of all the estrogen. And keep it in mind, this is, like, during the, you know, we're in the, to the 80s now when he starts killing but maybe this confusion has been building up all of his life, right? In, in since the fifties, right? And in the eighties is right. Wasn't that around the height of the AIDS epidemic, right? And that's stuff, when... and it was looked down upon. You know, that was God's punishment on homosexuals mm-hmm. and stuff. So it was like, you know, and I'm not condoning that at all. I'm just trying to give a perspective. Here. No, I dig, I dig. Yeah. So basically, what it was is, so if he started having these feelings then that would also be a catalyst to why he became aggressive sexually. And that would make... To prove his manhood. Could have been, yeah. So you, you, have, you have a really interesting kind of a soup, which is that you got the, the childhood traumas. Yes. And I know that people out there are going to think, well, so what? Maybe him and his mom were close. I think they were a little too close. Yeah, there's close, and then there's unnaturally close. You know, my son at 13 wasn't sleeping in a bed with me. Yes. You know? Um, and your daughter wasn't. And no. you and your daughter are close. Yeah. Oh, totally. You know? Um, so you have that. You have that he, all of his life, he has this extra X chromosome, so he's producing a lot of estrogen. Right. Um, you have that. His mom is bringing home different men every night and shagging them. I like the word shags. I know. I like that word, too. Um, Then you have the continual head. It wasn't just one head injury. No, it was multiple. From the time he's five. You know, he's got the swing. He fell off a horse. He wrecked his motorcycle. A ton of different things has happened to cause major damage. And if you're getting into a motorcycle accident, you're like shattering your helmet. That's a serious head injury. That's why he was in the hospital convalescing. Yeah. And masturbating five times a day. Dude. And, 
you know, I that's why I said you got a really weird soup with this one because there's there's yeah. so much going on that I feel any one thing is not the catalyst. I don't think like no, I don't think so. If, either. if he shared a bed with his mom until he was about thirteen, but she's not bringing home dudes every night. That would be different. Yeah, and if it was an innocent thing, you know, kind of like, okay, good night, good night, mommy. And then you yeah, we only up. have one bed. Yeah. You know. I think that by itself, not a big deal. Yeah. But let's throw in, she's bringing dudes home, and let's say, for argument's sake, he's not in the room. Okay, she's telling argument's the truth. sake. She says, okay, Bobby, you need to go hang out in the, the living room because mom's going to give herself a little sum sum. He still knows what's going on, so he's technically... Being exposed to these sexual right, acts. and it's like that's on, a, on multiple levels, not just right. one dude. No, and that's a prepubescent, pubescent age there too. Yeah, he's I mean, just coming early into te- his own. preteens, early teens. Yeah. yeah, he's just coming into where he's going to start puberty or has already started puberty, right? In one way or another. So now you have all these hormones yeah. jumping through your fucking body. Then you meet Cynthia, yeah, who is just as controlling as your mother. Well, they do say that we are gravitated towards our. You know, our parent, you know, like yeah. girls are gravitated very... towards men who resemble their father, right. fathers and vice versa with boys. So I can see why that would happen. So now you've got kind of it sounded to me like Cynthia and his mother kind of worked against him. Yeah, they tag teamed him. Yeah. And, and not in the sexual way. Like no, like boys no. And girls. We're talking I mean. mentally. Um, yeah, they this is a porn him. hub. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> but yeah, so I see that. I get that. And then on top of that, and then he joins the military to get the fuck away. Yeah, he's like, okay. I mean, I would rather go to war than deal with these two bitches anymore. Well, I think he was already married to Cynthia by then. Right, I'm saying, to get away from both. Because it's the right thing to do. Let's just say that that was his choice. I'm G.I. Joe. I'm going to G.I. Joe it. Yeah. Gets into the motorcycle wreck six months into his tour. And now he's got another major brain injury. Yeah. And now his personality has changed. Well, I'm thinking with all the pre-programming that's going on, it's, uh, it's sitting there in the brain. He's so it got, just tapped into that. It's got all this information. What does your brain do with all the information that you've seen since you were a kid? Well, it stores it away. Yes. For later use. Yes. You know, like uh, how to pick up a spoon and how to use a fork and... In your case, chopsticks and eat cat. Um, or whatever Koreans eat. I don't know. Dog, but that's yeah, okay, well, in my you house. Um, you know, all the things that we learn coming into adulthood. Right. So. Well, and then, he, I mean. Well, I, here's what he's learned. He's right. learned that his mom brought home a ton of dudes. She dressed like a whore. Right. And sex is. Uh, not because sex is a natural form of life. It is a natural part of life, but it's no. But long, it's like unhealthy sex. It's there's a difference between intimate sex and right. fucking. This is true, and you can still have intimate sex and still fuck. Yes, you know it's not like you choose one or the other. Like I will never be intimate. Now I'm just gonna bone. No, man. Sometimes you make love, and then to other partners you just bone. Yes. So I'm thinking that that sensitivity part of it where it's two adults kind of communing and sharing each other's body was negated by his mom showing him that from an early age sex is sex 
and I'm going to bring all these guys home so that way they they can bone me. Yeah. And that's sitting in there, though. That's, that's what is getting programmed, right? Gets the two controlling women. That's sitting in there. That's how he's getting programmed. So now he gets the last brain injury, and maybe he can't control himself anymore because he may have had a different coping mechanism that, that nobody knows about, not even right. him. But maybe that coping mechanism gets taken away during that last injury, and his only form of catharsis is, is to act on it. Is to act on it. So it starts off with just the sex. Right. Okay, so he's masturbating constantly five times a day. Jesus Christ. Five times a day, having sex with your wife twice a day, and that's not good enough, so now I have to rape women. Like, I want to fist bump him if he was still alive. Like, dude, dude that's seven sex acts a day. Plus whatever you're doing on the side. Jeez. A fucking fist bump, dude, because I don't think I could handle that. Like, my back would break. I would need to be in traction You'd for a You'd have months. fucking... Braces on your hand from carpal tunnel Oh hell yeah They'd be like uh, dude you got bad carpal tunnel on both your hands Why don't you quit touching your dick Yeah This shit won't happen to you anymore Yeah so then it's like So he goes out and seeks more of it So he picks up you know Starts raping women Correct Okay Okay so I, I, I get that I get that Because I know for a fact you know There's a lot of shit from my childhood That I purposely blocked out you know, and yes, it does. It's like I will smell a certain smell or I will hear a certain sound and it just comes flooding back. So I have to like work at pushing it back again. Right. So. So what if you didn't have that control, though? Yeah. If I didn't have those breaks that? or that fucking. Yeah. I don't know what I would do. Honestly. Everybody has shit from their past that they ponder on. Yes. And that affect them to this day. Right, and then everybody has shit that they've kind of, like me, blocked out, that we purposely don't think about it. And we develop different coping mechanisms to get through it. For me, it's always been music. It's been music since I was five years old, Um, and that's that's my catharsis. Right. That's that's how I cope with... But how, what, okay, let me pose this question to you then. What would you do if you had an injury or something and you could no longer play music? What I've actually said do? this a hundred times, and people are going to take this as my death note. I would kill myself. No, no word of a joke. I would end my life. Okay. No, I mean, and I'm not. I'm not saying you're wrong. I. I, I just want to know because, like I said, if there was something that prevented you from having that coping mechanism, how would you deal with it? I would have to end my life because I couldn't deal without with not being able to play. To play. It's it's a part of me. Yeah, because you play every day. Last week I kind of failed a little bit. I had like a couple of days where I didn't play, but normally I play. I was going to say, every time I, you know, usually I see you play at least once a day. Yeah, anywhere. I practice anywhere from an hour to up to six or seven hours a day, normally, um, because I want to master my craft. Yeah. I'm classified as a master musician, but I don't ever feel like I've mastered it. Well, no, because you can always learn new things. Oh, shit, and, yeah. We've been down anything. that road. But that's, that, that would just be me. I don't think that I would have... I don't know if I could come up with another coping mechanism. Yeah. See, that's what I was to wondering. To cope with all the bad shit in my head. Or if you, if you had an injury so bad that, you know, it kind of like um, hindered your ability to develop another coping mechanism. Mechanism, and that was the other, you know, because it's a it is a brain injury. Yeah, he's got a brain injury, so he may not have had the ability to even realize truly 
hey, this is wrong. Before I even start, I need to figure out how I can how I can get okay. the pleasure I'm looking for. So, so this is my question to you then, and maybe you have this as well. But what is literally what is what is his culpability in all this? If he had that brain injury and he couldn't control himself, then what's his culpability? Shit, now you got me thinking about that. You understand what I mean? Yeah, I'm just I'm thinking. I mean, because I'm not condoning his actions. I'm not saying right, what he did is okay. Right. But when you think about it, and the severity of the brain injury, at one point, was it the brain injury that did this and not him <laughs> making the conscious choice to do it? I think that he made the conscious choice to do it. Okay. Because um, there, there was nothing that I could find that said that he was mentally diminished. Okay. You know, like, okay. like Diminished if, capacity? Right. So... Let's say you have somebody who has Down syndrome, right? Se- severe Downs, and they don't really know right from wrong. But that wouldn't have been like I'm talking about for the brain injury actually causing him to. And have And that's what I'm getting. At. Okay. Okay. So they go out and they kill somebody, but they still don't know right from wrong. Right. Okay. That's one thing. You have somebody who knew right from wrong, then he gets a brain injury. I think that was still there with him, but he didn't have a way to cope. Or he didn't have a way to. He still knew right from wrong. Well, you will still you would still know right from wrong. I get that, but at some point, it's a it's the um, control thing. It's like I know I know what right from wrong. I know murdering is wrong. I know not murdering is right. But I don't have that control thing that I can control what I'm doing anymore. And that's what I'm getting because I don't have that switch in my head anymore. And I and I agree. I totally agree with that. It's maybe he lost that switch, but you know, uh, how do you really prove that that's accurate? I know that's just it. How do you, you know, from a, if you're thinking like his defense attorney, how do you prove that? Be- yeah. Cause remember when, when we highlighted Austin Sig, his defense attorneys tried to bring oh in the God. fact that he, he had, you know, that they had to use a vacuum on him when he was given when she, he his, was being born. I will say this right now: his defense attorney should drink bleach. <laughs> his defense attorney should be on dialysis with Kimberly signs from episode yes sixteen. We got we got just the doctor for you, sir. <laughs> yeah, just the doctor. But no, my whole thing, my whole thing is is you know, so they tried to bring that aspect into it in something that was totally irrelevant. Yeah. Because so why wasn't it brought into this one? There's obvious relevancy. Different circumstances, different states. That's true, too. I mean, I just, I don't know. Yeah. Plus, you know. Because uh, I'm looking at it like I'm thinking that that switch was no longer there. And they should have run more tests to see if he was even culpable. And then, yes, get him, you know, put him in a mental institution. Right. No, I, I agree. You know, it's, I would be interested to, and I probably can't get a hold of it. Maybe I can. Maybe it's public record. I would like to get a hold of his psyche valves. There should be affidavits out there that you can get a hold of. That is what I would like. And maybe I'd, maybe we don't do a podcast about him again, but just for my own personal satisfaction. Yeah. Or even if we just do an update on the website. Yeah, you know, that would work too. I kind of want to see what his score was. Yeah, me too. Um, Although I, there's a couple of people out there I want to see their score. I want to see and hear what he what he has to say. He's dead. I we can't interview him, but you know, I, I just he. 
it struck a chord with me only because of the head injuries. Because we're talking major changes. Um, and okay, major changes happen when any, whenever anything happens to your brain. Right. Okay. So, uh, my former business partner, her dad, had it may have been a heart attack. It may have been an aneurysm. I can't remember, but. He quickly changed from a really loving, caring guy to kind of being an asshole. Right. You know, and that wasn't his fault. That's it's it's a brain thing. Right. You know. Right. Um, and my grandma was the same way. My grandma was very controlled and, you know, everything. But when she started getting into the depths of the dementia, she started lashing out. and She called my aunt vicious names and hit her. And, right. you know, and that's not something my grandma did. You know. Right. So we're talking... The brain injury thing, thats the, I'm kind of stuck on that. Me too. That's what I'm stuck on too. And he it's, may have been I'm, thinking about kind of taking vengeance on his mother prior to the, head, the, the the motorcycle wreck, you know, and playing that out in his head. But, okay, I think about killing my neighbors. On a daily basis. Daily. Fucking daily. Yes. Because they irritate me. Even last night, I'm laying in bed. It's and you weren't late. feeling good. And I'm not feeling good. And that those two little pukes are outside, and they start screaming. Yeah, and they tend to scream at the top of their fucking lungs. And I knew that if I got out of bed, that would be it. Because I'm going to prison. I'm going <laughs> to... so pissed. I'd be getting a phone call saying, show's been canceled. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, in my brain, though, that switch went off and said, okay, you know what? Just chill the hell out. Lay here. You know. Yeah. And everything's good. Yeah. So maybe he was entertaining thoughts about, you know, God, I want to kill my mom. Look at that fucking whore. Da 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 da. But it's just it's just there in his brain. Oh yeah. It's not coming to the surface. So he plays it out in his head. I have played out killing those assholes next door. Oh yeah. I mean, totally more times than I can count. I don't know I'm how many people I've I've wanted to mow down with my car. And now, <laughs> unfortunately, they can never die because now we got a recording of me saying that I want and I. I'll go to prison until they sort it all out. Yeah, but I, well, at least I hope I know you well enough to know that you're not going to act on that. Mm, of course not. I'll be <laughs> Shut right up, back. Scott. Remember, I have an alibi now. You saw me. Um, <laughs> you're my alibi always. <laughs> you know, but maybe, like I said, maybe it was the same thing for him. He's playing it out, playing it out, playing it out. But it's just there in the periphery of his brain. You yeah. Know, that's, that's how he used to get his catharsis was, you know, just sit back and think about how. Just fantasize about it. Right. But Which now, some people do that. They they can sit there and fantasize all day long about certain things. But now he's got the major brain injury. And he doesn't have that control anymore. He doesn't have the control, but those images... Are still there. Are still remaining. Yes. So what's he do? He rapes, and then to get even more catharsis out of it... He kills. He kills. He's finding hookers. Yes. And... He's technically killing his mother over and, and over, over and, and over, over again. again. Yeah. Now, did all of the hookers have a resemblance to his mother? Like dark hair? I didn't see Certain height or that. you didn't see anything nope. like that? I just murderpedia and wikipedia this and then found a few articles here and there and slammed it together. I will have to get, I will have to dig a little further. Probably. Because now I'm curious. <laughs> no, because I'm curious now. <laughs> but no. Hookers beware. Yeah, because, like I said, I mean, I'm stuck on the culpability aspect of it. Yeah, there's there's so much going on with him. Yeah, once again, presented one where I have more questions than I have answers. 
did you get for making me cry over the ones you present up? Hey. Kids dying and getting chopped up. Hey, I will tell you what. I gave you more answers and questions on that one, though. Yeah, but you broke my heart, so there you go. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to break your heart. Can't handle kids getting chopped up. I can't handle... No. <laughs> yeah. No, he still makes me sick. And I don't think he should be protected under the, any laws. Yeah, but he's not Bobby Joe. No, he's not Bobby Joe. Bobby Joe, I think, got... I'm, I'm dead serious. I think he got the raw end of the deal for a little bit of this. Exactly. Granted, granted he did commit the crimes. He did. He, he should be punished. 100%. However, I don't... I think he should have been more in a mental institution than I do think he should have been on death row. Right. And think of somebody in his... If it's if his brain is going the way that, that I think that it went, and I've got no proof of this, I'm just spitballing. No, I'm just going off what I've read when uh, other similar injuries. In a mental institution, he can be observed and studied. So exactly. you get more information exactly. for other people that have similar injuries Correct. or have similar uh, proclivities. Yes. For lack of a better that's term. A good way, that's a good phrase, yes. Um. Instead, we we gave him lethal injection. Yeah, and this is what sickens me even more, is we are prone to giving people mental institutions who don't deserve it, that are obviously not diminished capacity and everything, and it just, no. I, I think that on some level, I mean, I don't have the empathy I have for Carl Panzerum. No, we bring up good old Carl all the time. We do, because uh, him on... Almost every level, I empathize with something. But this guy, I think that there was more to it than what they were letting, I mean, what they even looked into. I agree. But I'll have to dig deeper, and you'll have to dig deeper to find we're that gonna shit have out. To, I'm going to dig deeper. So that's all I have for Bobby Joe Long. Thank you for making me question everything in my life right now. No. <laughs> no, no, you're welcome. That's my job. Yeah. but I live day by day to fuck with you. Just letting you know that. I wake up in the morning go, Ha, huh. Squatch and I will be working together today. How can I fuck with her? They don't know me by Squatch on this show. <laughs> Tammy, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's another show. But no, and I, and I believe you do say that because, you know, it starts off 630 in the morning, almost every morning. But um, I thought you died this morning. No, I was just busy. I know. And knowing is half the battle. Fishnet stockings. I didn't have anyway, fishnet stockings. I don't even own a pair of fishnet stockings. Whatever, quit your fibbing. So, this has been Brutal Nation, copyright 2021 by Twisted Blue LLC. Remember that you can send us an email at brutalnation.cast at gmail.com or check out the website at www.twistedbluellc.com and check out the other shows that they uh, offer up there. Uh, this has been Scott Alexander with Tammy Underwood, and we will talk to you all later. Bye. Bye. <laughs>